0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to VR Verdict, episode 79, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I am PJ. I think I'm Wookiee. And we would definitely like to share VR with you. <laughs> This episode, we're talking to Aaron and Anthony from Overrun Games. Talking about their game, Arc Axer. Published by Well Played Studios. Look at them go. <laughs> Check out their game. There's links in the show notes. It's a third-person RPG game until you get into combat, and then you go first-person in VR and move your body and use melee weapons, ranged weapons, and magic. All kinds of fun. It's a really good game. I dig it. It's good. Good exploring in the overworld? I hadn't heard of it, and uh screenshots and videos kind of look really intriguing. Um
1: I'm usually like we mentioned the podcast, turn-based games have long been sort of cliche for me, but if there's a good one, I'll definitely give it a shot. So I'm gonna go try to find it.
0: Yeah, there is a demo out there. We'll have a link in the show notes, but um I don't think we actually get to it in the episode, so it is turn-based, but the way it's turn-based is like, if it's the enemy's turn, they do their attack, and you physically dodge, you know, move your body in VR to dodge and block and stuff. And then when it's your turn, you do physical actions and with whatever attack you're doing. So it's really neat. So it makes turn-based more <clears throat> interactive, I think. That's good.
1: I like that kind of stuff. When
0: people are all unique about it. Yeah. Just taking a uh, well-known thing and making it new again. It's great. But they're fun to talk to. It was a good chat. Okay, got a little weird, so expect some of that. (laughs) Just kidding. What else is new? Yeah. (laughs) Give it a listen and get them some feedback and try their game. In any order. I don't care. Well, probably check their game out and then um, (laughs) give them feedback after you check the game. Hey, maybe you're just like, you guys are fun to listen to. I'm going to play your game. You don't know.
1: Would that still be feedback? Would that be feed (laughs) forward? I don't know. Feed (laughs) four? Patenting that. There's something to that. On
0: with the show. Well, Aaron, Anthony, this is Wookie. Hey. (laughs) Aaron and Anthony are... Working on the game Arcaxer. Is that how you pronounce that? It's always going to trip me up. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. Everyone
2: has a hard time with it, but everyone also pronounces it right. It just doesn't
3: seem, it doesn't feel right. It's a made up word. You can say it however you
1: want. (laughs) Arcaxer.
0: Yeah. Maybe maybe not like that. (laughs) (laughs) My first question was, where did that word or name come from?
3: (laughs) Um, So it's a combination of the word arcane and uh, like Hacks with an X, because gotcha. the, the main power in the game is, is called Hacks. Um, so we kind of mushed them together to make this, this made-up word. Nice. Well, our general
2: vibe is pretty strongly late 90s anime. <laughs> so uh, okay. Hacker Leap culture definitely fit in there pretty well. Got hack.
4: Sign.
0: So for those listening um, who maybe haven't seen or played the game, what, you, what mm-hmm. would you be your quick description of it? Um, so basically,
3: it's a turn based RPG with a third person overworld. Um, so, in the overworld, you explore with like a god view where you're kind of looking down at your character and everything kind of feels like it's diorama-sized. Um You explore procedural dungeons, and then inside the dungeons, you fight enemies that will throw you into a first person uh, combat scene. Um, and then combat plays out in turns where on your turn, you do like motion gestures to fire your, your spells or hacks in this case. And then on the enemy turn, uh, it kind of turns into a, a 3D bullet hell where the enemies shoot lots of bullets at you and you have to dodge them.
0: Yeah, this is. we got into VR kind of later in 2018, and this was actually one of the first games I ended up playing. Oh, really? And nice. I was like, holy crap, what the hell is this? <laughs> <Like> I, <wasn't, laughs> I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, I was really shocked and blown away. And I'm like, oh, that's really neat. And then I'm like, I'll give that some time because it was pretty, it was like... Probably that would right have been now. very early on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that has a lot of promise. And then, you know, here we are now, and I've been playing it a while. But, yeah, it's really neat how you, the overworld, like you said, you're in god mode, and you're kind of exploring, there's stuff to do, and then you're just crawling around in the dungeons, and then I thought it was really unique how, and when it came time for the battle, you're in first person, and you actually get to move around and dodge, which is nice, you know, a nice use of VR, so you kind of do... Two or three different things all together. I just thought it was really unique.
5: Yeah,
3: thanks. I I think that's really cool that it was one of your earliest VR experiences. I feel honored.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, again, it was alpha stage, so like you had like text, the text in there. But I was so new to VR, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> 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 I'm like I'll come back when I when I know what I'm doing. No, I'm not. glad I did. Because you guys are, like we mentioned earlier, before we started recording, you're working on a pretty sizable update, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is our uh, our first major,
3: what I'm calling our, our post-story content patch, uh, which will be its whole its whole new dungeon area and sub-story. And, uh, pretty excited to, to finally get that out there.
0: Nice. So, is it the two of you working on it, or do you have a couple more people, or what's the... So
3: uh, we're, we're basically the two, the two main people working on the game. Um, I do most of the programming, and Aaron does all 3D art. Um, we do have other people kind of jump in from time to time. Uh, we have people. Um, yeah, we've got a friend who, uh, who lends a hand with coding whenever
2: he has time. And then we actually we both have two very musical friends who have uh, added a couple soundtrack songs. Although, weird enough, most of the music in the game has been done by Anthony. He, uh, he started messing around with Fruity Loops or something a couple of years ago, and it's really started to turn out.
3: Yeah, I just uh, I was looking for musicians, and um, we just didn't really have much money when we started. And I was Still like, don't. I'll just I'll figure it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got the free trial for Ableton, uh, eventually bought it, and I was like, you know what? I can make some loops. I'm a, I'm a music boy
5: now.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I mean the the music in the game sounds great to me like i was it's enjoyable and your and the fight kicks in and the battle music starts and... thanks a lot I, i'm still
3: not very good at uh, mixing and um I, I guess all the i'm sure i'm sure people that actually make music will listen to the soundtrack <laughs> and it'll hurt
0: them on the inside
3: but uh I, for now it gets the job done <laughs>
0: Yeah. So in the game, you have like melee. You have ranged weapons. There's magic. How when you first started out, like, is this the game you're looking to create, or did you just kind of start making a couple things up as you were going, or what was your goal? Um, so this game is
3: kind of a, an iteration on the last game we worked on, um, which was a game on Steam called Wave Magic. Um, and Wave Magic kind of had the same third-person overworld thing with the with the first-person battles, um, but that game had a real-time combat where when you got thrown into a battle, it was kind of just a, a wave shooter uh, where you'd fight a few enemies and then get some exp, and that would be that. Um, but that project, it's kind of we kind of fell off of it. It didn't go anywhere. Um, and there were so many wave shooters at the time that even though we had this. This cool overworld mechanic, the the combat still just felt like every other VR game that was getting pumped out. Hmm. Um, so a couple years later, I, I kind of I mixed up the idea and decided, no, what if uh, what if the combat was turn based and it was kind of like Undertale but in 3D I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: and people seemed to to take to the idea, so we just kind of ran with it. Yeah, the on Steam anyway, the reviews are really really good. Like it's really well received. Glad to see that, because I really enjoyed it. I think it was really neat. Thanks. Have you found mostly... I don't know if this is a good question to ask a dev, but have you found (laughs) mostly praise, or have you had some... Any... um, Haters? We've had a very
2: small amount of negative reviews. Overall, it's pretty... Not not, not everything's five stars, but in general, people are pretty happy with the game.
5: Especially because...
2: Anthony really made something different because Wave Magic was not different, and this one is very different. So people have been happy
3: to see that at least. Yeah, I've actually been pretty happy with the with the reception. Uh, we, like Aaron said, we have had a couple a couple people have issues with it, but um, I mean uh, overall, like I I haven't seen anyone be really critical yet, which is, nice. I'm I'm kind of. I'm excited for the point where hopefully the game gets popular enough one day that I, I can watch an, an hour-long video essay on why my game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll watch You've it. it. you yeah. made it. <laughs> yes.
2: I'll, like, I'll like, comment, and subscribe for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, we were, so we kind of started really getting into this uh, at the beginning of COVID, or the thing that we don't say. I'm not sure what you guys, what your policy on that is. <laughs>
0: We encourage everyone to be themselves and talk however you want. So. Okay.
2: So we um we've had our Discord set up from the beginning and then we started off on SideQuest, which is probably where you got that first build. And yeah. people started joining the Discord and we were getting we've been able to get real time feedback on like everything. So while, you know, people have a lot of problems with this, that, and the other, they tell us quickly in a very friendly way and we're able to
4: feel it out. It's been helpful.
5: Sure. Yeah, I- <laughs>
0: It would be interesting if there is some metric to like with the creation of Discord and that kind of, you know, having your own Discord, how much that's really changed game dev. (laughs) You hear the same thing from every dev. Like, just people find you and they help you develop, whether they're good about it or not, or nice about it, I guess, or not. But in the end, it's all feedback and he just helps you make the game better. But absolutely. Yeah. There used to be like, comment boards and stuff like that but it wasn't like you know the developers weren't as accessible especially as they are in vr it seems Mm -hmm. just kind of crazy when you think about it
2: yeah we were just talking about that i don't know how to develop without that anymore (laughs) (laughs) even you know the negative things and neutral things the mundane things it's it's very nice to have that kind of relationship
3: I, yeah. I just can't. I can't believe how helpful our, our Discord community has been throughout the entire thing. Um, just, I, I. It takes so long to QA your own game and play yeah. through everything, and I can release an update, and I'll have you know, f- five to ten people playing through everything over again to test everything. Um, and uh, without them, I, the game would be 500 percent buggier than it is right now.
0: Yeah, it's you know, if you're I can imagine you know, you have a couple friends and they play it, but they're just nothing but nice to you, and it's like that's not very helpful,
5: mm-hmm. definitely.
0: So, with the game itself, like, do you guys have like a set time that you look to like work on and improve it? Because I'm always intrigued by VR because normally, in you know normal gaming world like the flat world like a game comes out you get some DLC and then they're on to the next one. But VR that's like I don't know how they do it. Developers just continually add to the same game like for years it seems so well uh I think part of that
3: has to do with the fact that there there's just less games for VR. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like as a VR developer people will stay attached to your game a little longer than they might be attached to the, the, you know, the flavor of the month game on Steam or whatever. Yeah. Um, so because you're maintaining that player base, you can stick with the same game and keep updating it for a little longer than you might be able to a flat game.
2: Plus, a lot of the VR games are a little more open-ended from the beginning just because it is a lot of people like us. There's always room for you know a new minigame or extra world or a new... Uh, whatever Rec Room's doing next.
0: <laughs> so, do you have like a, a roadmap in mind where you're like, this is when we hit this, we're gonna do something else? Or so, uh,
3: yeah. Our, our plan right now is um, for sure we're gonna finish this this big casino update. Um, this is kind of our big project right now. Um, and then after that, I I actually wanted to kind of play around with multiplayer a little bit. Cool. Um, because <laughs> I know that's a that's a big feature. A lot of people wanted us to try it. Um, and now, when I started, the, started working on this game, I had, didn't have a lot of experience with multiplayer. But um, now, through my job, um, I've done a few multiplayer projects since then. So I feel more comfortable actually um, starting work on something like that. So um, I feel like that might be something that could really revitalize um, a lot of interest in the game. Um, so in my opinion, it would be worth worth it to to keep working on the same project for that. Yeah, and I'm yeah,
2: just... depending on the reception of the casino patch, we would definitely be happy to just keep doing more side questy content on top of it because I like what we've made here.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just now I'm just trying to picture like Wookiee beside me in the game when the battle's <laughs> going. <laughs> that and stuff. <laughs> I'm freaking out, what's
5: going on?
0: How how much
2: friendly fire do we allow, I guess is
1: the question. Can I AOE and can PJ be right in the middle of it?
0: I feel like that's a necessity.
1: I think
2: at this point we have to, yeah.
0: Very much into the um, oh, what's the term? The pseudo-co-op where like he lights me on fire and I run into the crowd of enemies and make it work. Once
1: we've figured out every aspect we usually, yeah. (laughs) Punch <laughs> it Or something,
3: yeah. I noticed you put a you put detonate on me, I'm gonna explode in three turns. Yeah, yep. this, this is the this is how I maximize my DPS. This is my yeah.
1: PJ's <laughs> claim to fame. We used to have a bunch of people playing like GTA online, and everyone would be driving around. You just see these blinking red lights all over <laughs> people's trunks, they couldn't see it from their, <laughs> their view. And the first person like, them would just be like, Why is there a blinking light on my car? <laughs> <laughs> And it was always PJ. <laughs> that's
2: that's some classic online gaming stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's friendship.
0: <laughs> D <D4> four is love. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys get into A development and then B like how'd you land on VR? Was it just an experience and you're like, that's what I'm doing? Or well uh We both went to school together um, at Chico
3: State in Northern California, where we both did their uh, game development program there. And uh, we did a lot of like group projects together and stuff while we were in school. So um, when we graduated, um, of course, um, it's impossible to actually get a job in the games industry. So (laughs) we just decided we'd just uh, make games together. Nice. Um, So that's kind of how we started um, working on projects together. But as far as VR, I actually it goes all the way back to 2015 when I tried out the the Oculus DK2 for the first time. Uh, they revealed it at um, the Game Developers Conference for that year, and uh, they were showing off. I think it was Eve Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. And um, I I didn't know what VR was. I would never tried it before, uh, but I got in line for that demo, and uh, I sat down, and they put me in there, and like I. I Personally, I'm like terrified of things like roller coasters and rides at parks and stuff. Like I'm a real baby when it comes to any kind of ride. Um, so when they put that on my head and the ship like launched out of like the launch bay, I was like grabbing onto the chair for dear life. Like I was absolutely terrified. Um, and I got out of that experience and was just like, "Wow, this this is the future. This is amazing." Um, and I ordered a, a development kit immediately um, off their website and have been doing VR stuff ever since. Nice.
2: Was that the year everyone
3: got pink eye? Yeah, yeah, that was nice. the year. <laughs> Did you escape it? Uh, yes, I didn't get pink eye. Luckily, good work. It was meant yeah. to be. Then I got one of the good headsets. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> I don't remember the pink eye story. What was this? So, uh, f- oh, go ahead. I guess the first, I guess the first GDC where VR was really everywhere. Um, there was no hygiene standards yet, so oh they weren't God. using like the the face covers or anything. So I guess someone had pink eye and then everyone else had
2: pink eye. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we uh we went yeah. to VRLA a couple years ago and everyone had their own heads or their own <laughs> eye covers and we were all wiping the headsets down every every yeah. three seconds. It was like COVID before COVID. Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah
1: sometimes conventions do that to you.
2: It's yeah. it's worth taking those extra steps, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am now a germaphobe. <laughs>
0: That's just like imagining that. It's just like a one of the first legs for VR, and that's what happens. What's that <laughs> yeah. bad taste in everyone's mouth? Like, like it was. Yeah. It was an interesting introduction
3: for sure. Yeah. Not to mention, no one knew what they were doing with the VR at the time. People would like quote quote port their game to VR by just. Turning on stereoscopy on their camera and being like, "Yeah, that's VR now." And just (laughs) you're playing some third person game where the mouse swings your camera wildly left and right. Arfing. Yep. Like conventions, though. I went to an anime convention in
1: like I don't know when this was, two thousand two, in Florida, and there was this sparsely dressed kind of burlesque lady. I want to say. Okay. (laughs) And and kind of. lingerie underwear that was her costume and she mm-hmm. grabbed some it might have been pikachu or something off like a big pikachu stuffed animal off the the rack of some dude's shop and like rubbed it in her cleavage and said some lucky fanboy's going to be you know rubbing up on that tonight and handed it back to the guy and then she walked <laughs> away like she's you know like i'm the queen of the whatever and I, I don't remember my brain made this up and like he should throw that away or if he actually just sort of like set it aside and like just <laughs> I hope nobody was looking, but that went in the trash. Like, <laughs> you don't. People don't want to touch other people. <laughs> uh, somebody got pink eye from Pikachu there. Then. <laughs> <sighs> uh, sorry, I think I have drama from that I didn't know about till just now. <laughs> you know, okay. it is
2: when when those memories flash up, that's how you know they were good ones.
1: Yeah, yeah they make you they make you sweaty. Your hands are yeah. cold. <laughs> Get that taste in the back of your throat. It's like I just ate room temperature spaghetti or something.
0: <laughs> that was a weird one.
2: And <laughs> then right. so, yeah, that's how Anthony got into VR. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> <Anyway>. uh, <laughs> I mostly That's how got into, okay, got into ER. <laughs> there
3: we uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> VR to ER.
2: <laughs> I mostly got into VR because Anthony was my only friend uh, who was doing anything after college. <laughs> A lot of my friends were just kind of coasting. A few people got decent jobs doing boring stuff. And then Anthony was like, hey, you want to help me make this game? And I was like, heck
5: yeah.
3: I got I nothing else it. going on. Aaron's <laughs> opinion for uh, the long, t- longest time was uh, VR is a gimmick, but uh, I got nothing else going on. So <laughs> I guess I'll do this. And, uh, you know, um, that hasn't <laughs> changed, but I still like it. <laughs> still? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? He's he's making art for me. He can think he's it's a gimmick as long as he wants. I do. As a as a narcissist,
2: it is a really fun way to enjoy what I what I've made. Uh, 3D <laughs> on a flat screen is one thing, but 3D in VR it does make you feel a lot cooler. He just sits,
3: sits there in VR and admires his own art.
2: The first time I ever played our first game, I just let the little monsters come up and murder me because they were I was very excited. <laughs>
1: they're like your little children i made each and every one of you basically and then that was back
2: when we had an effect that turned the screen black and white and then floated you up uh when you died so i almost threw up that was that was a fun day
3: oh yeah i almost forgot about that
2: that was that was not the best call but i liked it (laughs) nice is
4: that's are we still talking about um
0: Shoot, I thought I would. What was it? What was the game you mentioned before? Your first game? Uh, Wave Magic. Was that that game? Or were we talking? That was about... it. Yeah, yeah, that was in Wave
3: Magic. Okay. When you died, uh, you would like slowly float up into the sky, like your ghost was going to heaven or something. Which that uh, sounds cool. Yeah,
5: actually <laughs> yeah, so she... cool.
3: Uh, apparently, it, it, <laughs> people didn't expect it, so they just start freaking out. Once you got used to it, it's okay. But yeah, there was always that panic jump. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Is Wave Look Magic still available?
3: Yeah, you can still get technically. it. Still technically in <laughs> early access, as it will be for the nice. rest of history. I
2: definitely recommend just playing the demo for Arcaxer.
3: Yeah, uh, Wave Magic is, is very unfinished, and uh, I was not a very good programmer yet at that we point. We didn't
2: know what we were doing.
3: Yeah. The, the, we game, really uh, a lot. the game's code was not very scalable, so while I wanted to make this big grand RPG, um, I... I didn't have the technical know how at the time to, to make a game like that. So yeah, it, it was my, a good it was a good learning experience. But um yeah. models and textures
2: were very unoptimized. Uh, the design was overall lacking. There was a lot of stuff
4: going on. Yeah. But Arcax was pretty cool. <laughs>
0: what's what's your favorite part or anything of Arcax or
2: I really Ooh. like the combat. It's um it's it's gets your blood moving it's it's a little little scary sometimes uh, and you get to shoot people, which is discouraged in most situations
3: <laughs> I guess uh for me I, the reason I made it in the first place was I just at the time I wanted a game I could just go into and like grind some levels in and I felt like uh none of the RPGs at the time in VR like really scratched the itch the way I wanted it yeah. to so I don't know i I just like having a VR game where I can just I could just go in and, and watch some numbers go up, I guess. <laughs> but you really
2: can't discount the, the core workout either. It's like a session of hot yeah. yoga. It's, yeah,
0: it's it, it will make you sweat. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that. <laughs> how many, um, I haven't, I don't know how many, how much time I've put into it, but I've played it quite a bit. How long or how many areas are there? Or is it just kind of meant to keep going on and on? Uh, The the main story definitely
3: ends. Um, I think it takes most people around 15 hours to finish the main story. Um, But if you want to keep playing past that, we have an infinite dungeon called SimSim, which unlocks once you beat the game. And then that dungeon keeps scaling infinitely upwards, so you can keep playing forever if if you want to. And we have had people in our Discord get to, like, Floor 300. Uh, it's brutal and, to watch. Uh, yeah, and they'll send us, like, the, not only do the, the numbers for the enemies go up, but, like, the speeds of their attacks do, too. And they'll oh, send yes. us videos. Like, I have not seen, I have not played those floors um, <laughs> nearly, nearly as high as they have. And I've seen videos where, like, the enemy will attack, and their attacks are so fast that you can't even see them. And yeah. somehow our players, are, they just know the pattern. So, like, you'll see the attack icon pop up over their head and they'll just move to, like, <laughs> some location where they think they'll be safe. Um, it works more than I would think.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, the game itself does have, it has five dungeons and then uh, two exterior locations, and that's just the main yeah. trunk. And now we're adding the casino, which is, like, one and a half locations right now. Yeah. So it uh, it'll definitely it ch- ch- changes uh, as you go. It keeps it hopefully exciting while you work through. Anthony wrote a really cool story for it. So if you're uh, at all a fan of RPGs or JRPGs or anime or people yelling at you, it's a uh, it's a good experience.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was definitely one of my goals for this game. Was I wanted to kind of put the player in like a make them feel like they were a JRPG character like I uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have played like Final Fantasy 4 but like at the end of the game when you're fighting the final boss like all the characters you met throughout the story like you know give give you their power from earth like like Goku style uh-huh. and uh, I wanted to like kind of create moments like that in VR that you could you could really feel cuz you know you're you're in first person like experiencing that yourself those
1: those uh, Final Fantasy games were the last ones I played on like Super Nintendo before they yeah. went on the PlayStation, and I kind of liked them. And then they kind of lost me. Yeah,
2: it, it definitely changed over time. Yeah,
3: I actually had only played the classics too up until they did that Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, I think it was last year.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, that was pretty fun. But yeah, I, I definitely like the the SNES classics.
2: They were extremely RPG and uh, very fantasy. And yep. now it's moved a little
0: beyond that. So do you guys get any praise for Because you hear you know, VR games don't have a story or they're shorter. And you guys have both story and like you said it's fifteen ish hours. Do you get do you get enough props, do you think, for that? Cause... <laughs> I yeah. Um I definitely
3: we're always crawling Reddit for people talking about our game, and it seems like usually when people do, it'll be in a thread where someone's like, oh, "I've been playing so many VR games, but they're all pretty short, or they feel like tech demos." And sometimes you'll see someone be like, "Oh, try this this Arcaxer game. <laughs> it's got a uh, it's got a real boy story." <laughs>
2: unsurprisingly, we do turn up in a lot of VR RPG threads. <laughs> uh, I, I would be a little upset if we didn't. <laughs> yeah.
5: I do feel so, like a
2: lot of people look at the price and they think I'm not paying that money for a 15 minute game and I'm like, You're you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't. But uh yeah, it's there's definitely a lot of preconceived notions around VR, which I don't blame anyone for. I've I've seen what's out there.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I, I really like I was hesitant when I before I bought it, after I played that uh side quest demo or off or whatever you want to call it. But because like with turn based games like if if they're done in a certain way I like them but
5: like mm-hmm.
0: for the most part I've kind of burnt out on them since you know I've been gaming for 40 years so mm-hmm. um but it was it was really kind of refreshing to get in there and do it in VR cuz I think that was the first time I I kind of did that in VR so it was really neat and just mixing it up from first person to third person was just just really Felt good to me, like I checked all the boxes that I was looking to hit, so I think you did a really good job with that. I definitely
2: enjoyed the third person stuff a lot. It started off as a way to just avoid VR sickness, but um, Anthony is really into the puzzles and the overworld stuff, and I really like the diorama feel, so yeah, it's it really worked out.
0: And it's, I really love VR games, take a minute and recover. So when you're talking about possibly doing multiplayer, are you looking, would it be easier for you to just add that to what you have? Or do you think it'd be, you'd take the time to actually like build new areas or new things that allow that to be more accessible two people or does it matter?
3: Um, I think it's, it's more likely that we would build content that was specifically made for multiplayer. Okay. Um, just because the, the entire game up until this point has been designed with only single player in mind, so we'd want to design new enemies and content that um, was designed around, you know, having more than one person in your party at the same time.
2: That's true. Sure. We like, can get like those Pokemon double battles.
3: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, we could have we could have new abilities that uh, could buff and heal your your party members.
0: Yeah, that would be. And, uh, Really need to have like co op attacks or like classes, maybe because <clears throat> some games have that, but not a lot of VR games that are multiplayer, which are still few anyway. Like, can you like heal your friend or you know, have mm-hmm. a tank and like ranged dynamic with someone? Or the um,
1: like the, the MMO classes seem to be you know, overdone, I guess, because there's so many since Warcraft, there's so many MMOs that are just exploding. Mm-hmm. But when they're done really well, support and tank stuff, usually I couldn't give a crap about that. But if they're done really well, I can do support and tank stuff like all day long. I don't care about the DPS numbers.
5: Yeah, Um,
2: that's true. Especially the way Anthony designs combat, I I think we're going to be able to make some really fun two-player one-two punch combo things.
3: Nice. You know, just uh, thinking about things like taunts and stuff like that. I feel like that could be interesting. Where yeah. if you're playing with a friend who maybe isn't very good at dodging, you could you could play a character that's that's. Uh, I mean, maybe you maybe you don't take that much damage. Maybe you're just better at moving around and you just taunt the enemies, and that's your job to to to
0: dance around the bullets, while your enemy, or your friend does all the DPS. See, Aaron, that's where like that's where VR just fucking shines because you can't do that in a flat game. <laughs> no, it really is true. You can't just move your body and be good at it and, and dodge stuff.
1: <laughs> like that's where the options come into play. You can be like, I can taunt you, but then I have some sort of armor or whatever, I can take the damage. But if you don't need that, you can spend points on something else. That's a lot of cool options you can
2: show. Well, yeah, we've been looking at a lot of our speedrunners too, and like they just ignore every fight and then they zero hit the boss. Like yeah. they shouldn't be able to take that guy and then they just go in there, avoid everything, hit every every shot. It's it gets pretty intense. It
4: is yeah.
1: Definitely a physical skill. That would be some speedrunning I'd like to see because some of those would get a little dry. Some of them are pretty good, but that one sounds kind of. Mm-hmm.
2: There's there's a on. few on YouTube. Uh, we're hopefully we're about to start trying to push a little more just because it's fun.
5: Yeah,
3: um, I think we also have an entry on speedrun.com. I think we do. Yeah, <laughs> two, there's one or two videos up there too. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's definitely fun to see your players. Uh, push your game to the limit and yeah uh i think the the record for beating our whole game right now is like under an hour which is insane holy shit yeah
0: yeah that's not me
3: (laughs) (laughs) no
2: i'm uh i'm also very slow at the game
0: I like to explore things, and I'm like, just hey, look at this rock over here. Isn't that? Yeah. Looking? <laughs>
1: I'm always like bending down the grass, like, hey, look, it actually follows your body now. It used to just kind of <laughs> move weird in games. This one's actually like, I'm pushing it. Meanwhile, you know, there's something burning down a house and people screaming <laughs> yeah. behind me. I'm like, look at this caterpillar.
5: That's awesome. Not now,
1: gotta
2: look at this grass. Yeah. I, I do also tend to get bogged down in technical details in video games, too.
0: <laughs> It's funny because, like, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but stuff like that, like, <laughs> a brand new game will come out and Wookiee and I will hop in and check it out, and it's like, let's go, and Wookiee's back there like, this shadow is yeah, off. I'm not playing yeah, this I crap. I was just
5: about to say, <laughs> this
1: shadow is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> we'll be playing any game, whatever, and there'll be, like, a tree, you know, that's not stuck down in the ground far enough. There's, there's a Oh, shadow. yeah.
0: And yeah. I'm like somebody didn't have enough coffee nobody knows
1: what i'm talking about
0: <laughs> he's back there like look at this shit and i'm like like just get over here and shoot this guy i don't care <laughs> they didn't smooth the fucking normals <laughs> <laughs> i spend i spend a lot of time in
2: kingdom hearts just looking at the texture paint jobs and seeing oh this level they had time on this one they didn't that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> fun yeah the f- the reason I asked about the multiplayer thing because Woogie and I played um, Ascent for the first time last night. And it's a isometric twin-stick shooter, and it's really neat. But it's like, there are only two of us, and it's made for four people. And I'm like, how the fuck do you fit four people in here? Because it's yeah. like some really narrow corridors and stuff. Just So I was just curious. Like, <clears throat> It was kind of selfish, because I'm like, I hope you just release new stuff with it, so there's more. <laughs> but... <laughs> Just from a design perspective, I've always been curious how, like, a developer's approach to adding something that big that could impact a lot of things. Yeah. Usually it's just, uh, yeah, just, just create a
3: whole new space, a whole new section of the game, and uh, detach it from the rest, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what engine It does you make it used? simpler. We're using uh, Unity.
1: Yeah, because, like... That's one thing i tinkered in unity quite a bit and it's like well i could spawn this or i could start instantiating it now in case i ever like
3: made multiplayer and like that's the topic for another day <laughs> it's uh, another thing with with multiplayer you often want to design the game from the ground up uh, yeah. with multiplayer in mind just because code wise it'll save you a lot of time later yeah, um and it all yeah Oh, that is because I I didn't do that. It it will take me a lot more work to eventually get multiplayer in there, but uh, I I think it's worth it. I I
4: think
1: I can probably handle it.
2: I think with a couple of weeks of coffee, you can you can definitely hack it
1: out. <laughs> it's just Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <hey.
5: laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I I provide a lot of support over here. You know, just saying you got it.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh, you'll. Do art in the corner or something. It's with yeah. a of piece of paper.
2: We'll make we'll make a new uh new dungeon that's got uh doors that have to be opened with two hands. You know, can't shit. <laughs> can't,
3: can't wait to program that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, so, that's another thing where I can say you did it. Good work. Don't you feel great? <laughs> you just bring
3: me. You up to to prosper, you know?
2: <laughs> I would I would help more if I could.
3: I'll tell you what, I'll uh, I'll buy you some Udemy courses on uh, programming and. <laughs> but I, I can't. My hands are tied.
0: I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the the five dungeons, um, obviously I've played a couple of them. I don't. Still, honestly, I don't know where I'm at in the game. I think I'm halfway. <laughs> um, is each dungeon kind of a specific area design, or do they kind of yeah. like mix it up or?
3: Yeah, each one has its own theme. Uh, the first two, I guess the first one is just uh, it was the first theme we made, so it was just just a neon dungeon. Um, I guess it was it was just stone and, and neon lights. Which and the
2: second one is grumpier neon dungeon.
3: Yes, <laughs> the second one. Uh, <laughs> the the first uh, main villain you fight, Taskmaster. He's kind of supposed to be like a prison warden type guy. Um, so we made his his dungeon uh, prisony themed.
2: Well, I always saw it more like uh, the Joker, where he took over the the antivirus prison.
3: Yeah. So it, the the point yeah. is, it's it's jail. <laughs> yeah. So so Aaron made like cages and torture devices, you know, fun stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> all my um, all my favorites. <laughs> um, and then th- those are the two dungeons that are in the demo. Um, and then after that, we did a we did a pirate theme. Um, so yeah, the third dungeon is, is all pirate-y, uh, all the enemies are, are pirate-themed, and uh, you, you meet your first ally character, whose name is Captain Bryce, who, um, the, the story with that dungeon block is, uh, he, there's an imposter of Bryce in the dungeon somewhere, and, uh, he wants to fight him, uh, because the dungeon is his boat, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you help him anyway, to take his boat back.
2: Especially since later on the dungeon has like an island. Most <laughs> things usually have their own islands, but
5: it's assimilated over sure. so okay. <laughs> <laughs> the uh
3: the rules about what what uh, is allowed to spawn in, in the dungeon and what the inside of, of the stack can look like really get stretched the well, higher or little a little light, a little soft, yeah. But uh, so after that, we have our, our spooky-themed dungeon. So it's uh, it's all like haunted bats and ghosts and skeletons. Um, and then that's where you meet Yorona, uh, who's like a, a goth girl-type character. Um, and then you follow her story through there. Uh, we won't give any spoilers in case anybody uh, hasn't got to
2: that. It is a really fun story. Anthony yeah, did a good job on that.
5: And then yeah. the fifth
3: block in the main story is my favorite. It's a... Uh, it's the RGB block and everything's like RGB themed. So the whole dungeon is like rainbowy colored. And,
2: it, uh, it's, yeah, it's Rainbow Road. Nice. That it's <laughs> like uh...
3: hearts. What if Rainbow Road was a dungeon? That
1: <laughs> used um, to make me nauseated on
3: Super Nintendo. <laughs> well, now you can be extra nauseated.
2: <laughs> Luckily, there's no, the void of space is less massive and there's a lot easier perspective to fix. But it's still pretty assaultive to the eyes.
3: <laughs> um, it is fun though. The enemy designs are all—they're like glitchy. So the point is, like, as yeah. you're getting to the top of the stack, like everything's kind of falling apart, and the enemies are all—they'll have like even glitchy-looking names. And...
2: <laughs> oh, the best one—we uh, have one called Spaghetti Code.
3: Yeah, it's just a, a big mess of wires that that floats <laughs> around and teleports. I like was going to ask glitchy things yeah. in games. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was just gonna ask if you designed like who designed all the characters and came up with all the different.
3: Uh, For the most part, it's Aaron, um, but we also had a a concept artist working for us for a while who actually designed our main character and um,
2: Yori. Yeah,
3: and Yori, yeah. So she designed two of our main characters, but other than that, Aaron pretty much designed all the enemies. Nice. Everything that's
5: that's art.
0: (laughs) It's there's a lot, but it's all Pretty straightforward so from an artist's point of view, I was always, I've always been curious about this, like <clears throat> so you you get out of bed whenever you get out of bed. <laughs> you just go to a table and start drawing, or how do you how do you work into that?
2: I mean for well, so there was kind of a general lack of concept art, especially early on. Uh, I just would start in 3D on whatever I wanted to do. This project coalesced slowly, so initially the theme was. Computers, maybe RPGs, definitely, and uh, it's it's solidified over time from there. Nowadays, I do definitely I I roll out of bed at the crack of noon, <laughs> and I I start splashing down. I'll do I do looser thumbnails. I'm definitely not a 2D artist. If you uh, scroll through our Twitter, you'll find some of my my thumbnails. They're nice, very very loose, very rough. Uh, and then I just kind of have Anthony pick his favorite from the cluster, and then I move those forward until. I feel like I've got something that's pretty interesting, pretty exciting, and then uh, hop on over to 3D.
5: Cool. Yeah, usually
2: the, the iteration for a concept design is like an hour, maybe two, uh, three or four, if it's like a boss. We've done it a couple of times, but usually keep it loose.
0: So Anthony, when do you work off of what you see Aaron draw for like story and um, ideas, or do they just kind of Matchup. Yeah. So, as far as like the the broad strokes for the story, um,
3: Aaron kind of had the the I guess the the bullet points for the story ahead of time, and then um, as far as enemies, um, a lot of the times I'll just tell him, you know, just make stuff that's pirate themed, and I'll figure it out later. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Usually, we would start at the beginning of a block and say this is the theme, and then generally we meet in the middle somewhere. <laughs>
3: Nice. Yeah. it worked out i think yeah as far as like main characters so like captain bryce um mm-hmm. I, i'd give him just kind of a, like i said broad strokes like okay he's he's gonna be a, a boat captain yeah uh, we main... started
2: off with uh pirate and then i had like an old man pirate and anthony said no <laughs> <laughs> so the the finals that we wound up with was a lot more fun
5: yeah
3: what do you got against old people? uh the, this this particular character was supposed to be a, a spry young man. That's just yes. what the what the story called for. Yeah, Bryce is more of an older zoomer
2: that way we can kind of fit in with what we know and what our general audience is. Uh, yeah. A lot of the main characters like uh, Sydney and Reggie are grumpy old men on the inside because they're based off of me, <laughs> and a lot of the fun characters are younger and based off Anthony.
3: We're almost the same age. Yeah, I, I know, but like <laughs> mentally I'm, I'm tired. Men- mentally he's an old man and then mentally I'm a child apparently. <laughs> not, a, not a child, just a person who still likes life.
1: Mentally oh, okay. I'm tired. I'm tired of all this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a soundbite. <laughs> I
3: won't be around anymore. It's a good dynamic
0: though. Yeah.
2: It, it helps, it helps.
0: <laughs> like the odd couple?
2: <laughs> Gotta have a little little
4: Yin and Yang. Yeah, it works. So outside of
0: your game and things you guys have done, what's maybe your favorite or a couple of your favorite VR titles or experiences or whatever? Or do you not play anymore? Like some devs, just I'm in it enough. Plug it. (laughs) Like Um, I I played a lot of VR um, when I first got
3: my headsets uh recently i haven't had a lot of time um, okay. but I, i'd say my my favorite vr games overall have probably been um that's a good problem i mean super hot as cliche as it is i just was think a lot of it works, fun yeah works so good in vr and yeah. it, it's, it's hard to it's not hard to not love that game
2: it's insane that they made it for a flat screen because it works so perfectly in vr
3: um even though it wasn't made for vr i, I thought skyrim vr was was really cool i, I definitely sunk skyrim vr yeah i i sunk so many hours into that replay the entire game in skyrim oh. vr um <laughs> it was just cool to be in that world
0: yeah i still pop that's one of the handful of games that nothing else has had like if there hasn't been a new game or i've kind of in between games or something i just jump in there and <laughs> Definitely, that's that's definitely one to go back to.
3: And then this this sounds really dumb, but I I love Euro Truck Simulator. Everyone, <laughs> all my friends, like they'll see me on Steam. Anthony's playing American Truck Simulator. <laughs> I'll, I'll just get messages from everyone giving me shit about it. <laughs> Shut up and let me enjoy my drive.
2: <laughs> I I am one of those devs that doesn't play too much mostly because um, the pay isn't enough, so I'm usually working on something. Uh, <laughs> but also, um, but when I'm relaxing, I mostly just want to hang out with my friends, so we kind of play time-killer games together, and that's most of my gaming these days.
4: Sure. Or Fallout 3, if I'm ever depressed. <laughs> it's good to have <laughs> an
2: old favorite.
1: That is yeah. your go-to. I've been reading the news. I'm going to go a glimpse into the future here (laughs) quick pretty much you know
2: it would be really nice if it was just bottle caps and guns it's simple
1: (laughs) (laughs) are you storing bottle caps yet
2: no you know i've got a cache somewhere but i'm not telling you
0: (laughs) (laughs) but to the point of skyrim like fallout 3 in vr like i i played fallout i I played a couple of them then fallout 3 i was like kind of burnt out I didn't touch it till VR came around. I'm like,
1: I think if you are gonna, gonna Fallout Four
0: down. or Fallout Four. Sorry, yeah. But um, yeah, it was just like just to be in that world. That, like you said with Skyrim, was like, holy shit, <laughs> it's pretty epic.
3: And uh, Anthony, you played a bit of Fallout Four VR, right? I, I've only played um, Fallout Four on the flat screen. Oh, okay. But uh, I heard it's pretty. Ge- it was kind of janky when it first came out, but I heard, uh, especially with the mods, it's it's pretty good now.
1: Yeah, you need yeah. like I tried Fallout Four when it came out, and I was like, "Hey, this, yeah, it's solid." And then the dog meat dog like went invisible permanently, but started pulling everything. And then there was like a <laughs> Brotherhood of Steel quest that like the whole quest line was bugged, and everybody knew about it. Yeah, and just butchered the game. And I try not to Google anything. Yeah, unless it's like I think it's a bug. And that's yeah. the only time I'll really look stuff up with Bethesda games, I have Google open, like on my it's, phone, ready. Oh, to yeah. Go.
2: You just you gotta you gotta be aware because they'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I, I hated get, the Brotherhood anyway, so
1: I didn't get a chance to to get to know them. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I can't finish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I'm pretty addicted to my additional screens, so I don't get into VR too much. I mostly do play arc Action when I am playing VR because I feel yeah, it's fun and it's it's nice to see all the hard work Anthony's put into it. <laughs> And I gained some COVID weight,
0: so it's good to get moving. <laughs> so, as as developers, I'm always curious as well. With this, like, with all the headsets and the new new technology coming out, are you guys like really into that, or you could care less? You're just looking to work on your game, or where uh, you stand on that? I'm I'm definitely involved in. And reading up on what
3: the latest and greatest is, um, I don't. I I feel like I'm pretty happy with my Quest Two right now, though. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know if a unless the the Quest Three or the Quest Pro or whatever they're working on is is a really big jump. Um, I don't know if it'll be exciting enough for me to want to pick it up. Um, I got to say the the PSVR Two looks really cool. I'm pretty yeah, excited that, about that.
0: It's my make me buy my first ever playstation when that comes out <laughs> i'm actually i'm usually not a console gamer uh, but my girlfriend has the
3: the ps5 so i think i i might just have to pick one of those up
2: <laughs> i'm i'm kind of in a similar boat to anthony uh, the quest 2 is just so it's everything i wanted you know six degrees of freedom pretty decent fov uh it's affordable uh, it's powerful enough to run my game so that's really all i care about yeah <laughs> <laughs> um True. But I do through osmosis by talking to Anthony and you know being friends. I, I get more information than I used to get on tech, and I am happy. I'm keeping more up with it. It's it's definitely interesting, uh, mm-hmm. just seeing all the weird advances they can cram onto a human face.
3: <laughs> do you like to nerd out on him and be like, oh, this new headset, 120 degrees. The FOV, it's gonna be awesome. I'm like, I don't know what that means, and
2: then I reply sarcastically. But over time, I've learned what those words mean. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the more you know,
2: <laughs> one day I'll get Aaron to uh, actually <laughs> like, <her. laughs> we're like working a- on it. It's we're making some significant progress
1: <laughs> on one hand with like advancements they stick onto your face. I really want cameras in there to watch where your eyes looking so you can yeah.
5: like yes
1: so you can have like depth of field of stuff and you know blur that would the be awesome. you're not looking at because sometimes there's just so much stuff on the screen and flat end vr games like pj knows i get like if we play you know, the old school like titanball stuff i have to snipe people and i'll get sick with the frame rates weird because like my brain like my eyes are soaking in all those pixels to be able to like Follow somebody in a full-on run and just snipe them in one shot, and then I'll give i will get like a headache because oh, yeah. I'm just like staring at those pixels,
2: Well, especially those more realistic shooters. The the color yeah. scheme gets a little, little monotonous. Yeah, and my my eyes just start to get tired.
5: <laughs> yep.
3: Um, okay. Eye tracking is definitely going to be huge for developers, um, just because I I think honestly, graphics in VR games will have. Um, much better potential to look even better than flat screen games thanks to eye tracking. Just because that is
1: going to be, yeah, you'll support. be able to just render
3: exactly what you're looking at.
1: Yeah, blur uh, everything else where it, it, it would help so much with storytelling and everything else.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like put it in there, but also don't put any cameras on me that you don't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't need. Enough cameras, but use them for the good of mankind. I don't know.
2: So speaking of my favorite, is when you're setting up the room guardian on the Quest 2. And you can see your room in janky black and white like that's that's got horrifying implications but that yeah. is the most we are in the future moment that i've had
1: yeah it's like i kind of don't judge me i haven't done this yet but i kind of want to use like a guest room and that's the only place vr can see anything
2: and that's reasonable
1: It'd yeah. stick dildos like off the like, <laughs> kind of a padded room it would just be like dildos pointing like from the floor from the ceiling that way if That's anybody's insane. looking at my camera feed, they're like, whoa, next, Put some, some <laughs> anti-Zuckerberg posters on the wall. <laughs> Each dildo's got his face on it.
3: That was that was over the top. QR codes be. to some We're horrible bring websites. That. Bring that to Zuck himself. Sir, I think you have to see this. Yeah. Every We've time got... I'd hit the
1: menu button and see that though, I'd be like, <laughs>
2: We've
3: got a GPS
2: coordinate, sir. <laughs>
1: And it's, that's the only, it's just a, a cabin in the woods. And that's it's my <laughs> VR cabin. Oh my why, God. Why?
2: Hey Better guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gone for three days. I'm going to go play the new, <laughs> new VR games.
1: Just a room full of dildos. No, I get so into the VR that I'd forget those things are there. So I'd like bump into the wall and start crying and stuff.
2: <laughs> I think we should really <laughs> write uh, that TV show about video game developers, Raven, whatever. We should write that. I think this could be a whole episode.
0: yeah yep Zuckerberg will take you out and then I'd have an AI companion (laughs) you wouldn't know (laughs) it'd just be me talking
1: to you from you know the other side maybe it's already happened you don't know
2: no that's you know just uh don't think about it
0: if an AI can get as pissed off at that floating tree as you do I think that would be something I think I'd notice (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the rocks
1: too. They do it with rocks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> rocks are uh, a frequent place where they don't worry too hard on where it clips. Yeah,
1: right. But it's like you just make it round and stuff it in the ground. But people make mistakes. The
2: worst part is when they like, oh, it's gonna be covered in grass. But I turned down my settings, guys. <laughs> I can see all the gaps.
3: Yeah, <laughs> reminds me. There's definitely some floating stuff in the casino. I need to
0: fix. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> we got rid of most of it in the
3: overworld, but it's still there.
0: Don't worry, we won't let Wookiee play the game. (laughs) Don't look too hard. So before we get to our hour, um, is there anything in the update that that you haven't shared that you want to talk about, or anything? I mean, I'd love Um, to
2: hear just Anthony's overview of it.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a casino. You can play slots.
3: You can play Coin Pusher, which isn't a casino game, but I wanted to put it in anyway. We got a new dungeon, new monsters, post-game story that's going to explore a a little more of the world that we didn't get to explore in the main story and answer a lot of questions that I know our our Discord members have had. It's Um, got my
2: new favorite character, Ginger Elvis.
3: Yep, Ginger (laughs) Elvis. Kind of like a Elvis mixed with a mob boss. So Uh, Elvis
2: mixed with Elvis, but he's (laughs) a ginger.
3: He's uh, he's very obviously the bad guy, even though he isn't at first. Wink. Wink, wink.
0: <laughs> um, and yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a good old time. And when does that come out?
3: So the the first half of it is on the our beta branch right now. So you can actually play the first half, which is just, uh, it's like the mini games in the casino lobby and then the first few floors of the dungeon. Uh, the second half is probably going to be closer to a month from now, and then that's going to go all the way up to the, to the boss of the expansion and, and have the rest of the dungeon. Nice.
1: Well, it's already
2: shaping up to be a very fun time.
3: Will there be custom Elvis music in it? <laughs> uh, we do have my my friend uh, Troy Spoon, who goes by Spooning. Um, <laughs> this is his artist name uh, who's doing the all the, the music in the casino. He's doing kind of like a I don't know how you explain, like a jazzy uh, kind of lounge music, yeah. Lounge music that, that turns into
0: uh, like EDM when you go into the dungeon. Nice. I, not to go off topic, but, <clears throat> you know, t- turn bass and the lounge music makes me think of Earthbound. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Anthony yeah.
2: hasn't played it yet.
0: I uh, haven't. Played
2: I've it played it. it a lot. <laughs>
3: Um, and I'm once... a heathen apparently, because I've, played... well,
2: I've played Earthbound. Well, I haven't, one. I haven't beat um, what's the Earthbound clone that everyone loves, Undertale. Under... Undertale. I haven't beat Undertale, so we're both oh. sinners in our own <laughs> way.
1: Played Undertale, but I remember like PJ showed me Earthbound way back in the day, and I was like, I can't stop playing The dude's got a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Sweet. like That's I an interesting
2: selling point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like his <laughs> Link had a Zelda and awake uh, Link to the Past. I'd be like, "What?
0: Walking <laughs> everywhere." <laughs> I still have Trump. a guidebook for Earthbound that had scratch and stiff. Oh, those things are, are actually have... worth some money. They things. still smell really good. There's like a pizza one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they, I, I occasionally do a deep dive on Earthbound's history. They have such weird, yeah. weird advertising and just everything about it's a lot of fun. So I'm gonna make <laughs> Anthony play it soon. I miss what?
1: That, that shit. That, you know. I'm
2: gonna clockwork orange them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a cabin. You know,
2: <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna take you to the VR cabin.
1: <laughs> take me to the dodo cabin and make me play around. Right there's there's plenty it. of distractions, but you'll get over them. Soon, and then you know you'll there'll be old news. And... <laughs> nothing but her. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, I really appreciate you taking the time and your busy schedules to talk to us. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, yes, I hope we. I hope you enjoyed it. Yep. I, I really did, yeah. I did. I did. I. I random. I often think I should give the guest a mute button for Wookie when he gets weird on us. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we all kept around the same level. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you're the you're the, usually the straight man, PJ. I don't know what's wrong with yeah, you. Huh? <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I. You know, I. Not just saying this because you're here. I say this to every guest normally. I really like the game. I enjoy it. Like I said, it was one of the first things I'm like that I got into, and I was like, "This is sweet." So, thanks for your hard work, and thanks for keeping it going because I can't wait to finish what's there and then get into the update.
4: Absolutely, yeah. Click that beta branch.
3: Definitely. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks for having us on. This has been a, a great break in the middle of my my uh, bug fixing day. <laughs> Anytime,
1: too, if you have updates or just, you know, have things to talk about. I mean,
2: Definitely, yeah. Once we start I mean, getting towards toys. the end of this, I'm going to try and do another round of reaching out.
5: Sure.
2: Uh, thanks for having us on this time, and hopefully you still like us tomorrow.
5: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a
4: lot. Absolutely. Take care. Yeah, see ya. See
1: ya. Ciao.
0: Everyone, that was Aaron and Anthony. Uh, we'd never got their dev, dev team name, but their studio name. <laughs> I just had it. We're really good at this podcast thing. We've only been doing it for a year and a half. <laughs> but anyway, they're working on their game, Arc Axer. It's a great top-down, third-person game until you get into combat. Then you're in first-person, moving around in VR. And it's a good time. There's a great story, as, you, as they said a good lengthy campaign and they're adding to it and all the gameplay is just i really enjoy it it's to and the developer overrun games and the publisher's well-played Studios. there you go remember that for the opening <laughs> <laughs> thanks everyone for hanging out and listening check out the game there'll be links in the show notes but for episode 79 i am pj i'm wookie and we would Oh, that's the opening <laughs> And this was RV, our VR verdict. Take two <laughs> use
1: that
5: one. <laughs>